Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey, welcome back, beautiful listener. How are you? I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit tired tonight. I have been solo parenting all week and the wakeful nights are slowly getting to me. So I'm going to have to forego the coffee together because it's already evening time here. So I just made myself a nice cup of herbal tea, but I am in the mood to get really cozy and hygelicked and chat very honestly about how we can soften into this world because frankly it's a wild world and between big picture issues like climate change and wars or the big unknown the emerging of ai and also our daily challenges as parents and daughters and friends and partners it is very easy to harden up so many fears and beliefs come up every day all day so I've noticed for sure that in just these last couple of years as a mother, I've hardened around my heart a little bit. I've also opened my heart to love quite a bit, but there's also this constant hardening that I have to really work against because a clenched fist cannot receive, a clenched heart cannot receive. And so it is important to work on that softening within us very intentionally. A soft heart can give and receive freely and be a service to the world and open to the many wonders of this human experience. So as I was thinking up this episode, three things immediately came up for me that I think it is time to let go of in order to live a slower, more intentional life. And it was really important for me to share these thoughts with you. So the first one is to let go of the word should. Now, I already talked about shoulds a bit in episode one, and the reason it comes up so readily is that shoulds are truly all around us. I catch myself all the time saying I should or we should when in conversation with others or even just in my own head. But here's why I want us all to work really hard on reframing the word should, and that's being enough. We are already enough. Chances are you are already doing the best that you can. So saying should over and over again is really just criticizing yourself and your own efforts with every time you use that word. Imagine like little arrows, like pinching your heart every time you use that word should. I don't know if you've noticed, but should is usually followed by but which just means that we are not doing something that we think is expected of us. And it's very easy to get trapped in guilt. Instead, I really want to invite us to acknowledge the feelings that come up, why we use the word should. Ask yourself, why do I feel like I should be doing this? Is it coming from an outdated belief we are clinging onto? Maybe something that you've heard your mother say over and over again. For example, I should be cleaning the windows before my friends come over for dinner. Is my should showing up due to societal pressure or unreasonable norms or an unhealed wound, 
an inner child conflict, or even as a sign that we are in a less than ideal, if not a toxic relationship. I should really lose the baby weight. It has already been six months. I should do this or I won't be loved. I shouldn't do this or I might go to hell. Really question where that should comes from. I want you to ask your should, hey, why are you showing up for me today? What are you trying to teach me? And if the why behind your should aligns with your values, great, reframe it. Instead of I should, you may say, hey, I think I'm worth, I'm worth it. I will try doing that. Or I'm curious to explore so-and-so once I have more energy. Or I would love to do so-and-so. Or I'm excited to learn so-and-so in the future. Or I will do so-and-so because it will help me. I will start doing so-and-so because it will truly support me. But now if the why behind your should does actually not align with your values, I want you to try um, using a mini visualization. So you can close your eyes and you can envision your should as a person. And I want you to gently take that person's hand and say, Hey, should, I know you came to me today to get me to do something that you think will keep me safe. Thank you. But you know what? I got it from here. I will let you go now. And then envision yourself walking away from your should and watch as it gets smaller and smaller behind you. Now, this visualization is super powerful. It works for a lot of different things, but especially with shoulds that do not align with our values. Once you really start questioning where your shoulds come from, you will realize that it it loses its power and that it's easy to drop it out of a sentence. For example, I value a regulated nervous system. So if, for example, this sentence shows up for me, oh, I shouldn't lay on the couch right now reading. I should really work some things off my list. I can ask myself, why? Where is it coming from? And say, hey, should, I know you try to keep me protected in a society that tells mothers they have to do it all and they have to do it well. But actually, I will more greatly benefit from a a rest right now. And this book that I'm reading nourishes my mind and my soul. So I'm deciding that everything else can wait now. Thank you. So next time you feel a lot of pressure from a should, I want you to try that. Let me know um, how it works for you. The second thing I really want us all to let go of in order to slow down our lives is to use the things that nourish us to punish ourselves. So I'm going to repeat that. So a lot of times we tend to use the things that are meant to nourish us to actually punish ourselves. I am primarily thinking of food and movement here. And we live in a world where, you know, calories burned, steps taken, 
and the optimal heart rate are easily measured. And we live in a world that is very concerned with metrics and markers while also having images of thin, well-trained, perfect bodies shoved in our faces all day. We have been conditioned to work very hard for the perfect version of ourselves. And so it has become more and more impossible to acknowledge the power and the beauty and the wonder that is our bodies. And that makes it really hard to nourish it in a very gentle way. Instead, we are holding our bodies to impossible standards. We use food and movement to suffocate us from the joy that is eating and natural movement. We are in constant competition with ourselves and the ridiculous and impossible standards around us. Now, I'm not saying you should not be eating healthy and exercise. Now, those are very valuable things. But if you have been struggling, I want you to do this exercise with me. Now, if you feel you're really struggling in a relationship with food, I invite you to take today's podcast as your sign to seek professional help. And if you're constantly feeling bad for not meeting the movement goals you set for yourself, I want you to take a deep breath right now. I have some sentences prepared that I want you to meditate on. Now, maybe one or the other will deeply resonate with you at this time. I am still learning how to use language that is inclusive and kind towards all, but I want my listeners to know that I acknowledge that not everyone has able-bodied capabilities. So when I talk about movement, I am also talking about movement that has been adapted and is enjoyed by people with different abilities. So close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, and just listen to these sentences and I hope they will make you soften a little bit towards your current movement practice. So here we go. Walking in nature with your feet on the ground is heaven. Gentle midday stretches feel so nourishing. Being able to go on a slow walk with my child today is a precious gift. I am so proud for this body that birthed my babies and I will honor it by learning how to speak more gently about it. Movement is playful. Play is movement. Tending to my garden is strengthening my body and soul. Kitchen dance parties open my lungs and open my heart. Dancing without inhibition is freedom. Laughing together feels so light around my heart and balmy from my abdomen. I am capable of experiencing intense physical pleasure. Coming together in love is the most sacred rhythm of all. I honor my body. I vow to take good care of it. And that includes letting go of rules that make me feel trapped. Honoring my body means honoring the cues it sends me. I trust that if I show up for my body gently but regularly in honor of the seasons of life and cycles of nature, I will get stronger every day. Mm. I hope that felt good for you. I am really curious to hear 
if something came up for you while listening to these sentences and which emotions were triggered by some of these positive movement sentences. Because I want you to know that even though exercise is so valuable, putting pressure on you is not, and punishing yourself is not. And that wonderful movement is actually already in your day all the time if you use the opportunities to move. The third thing I want you to, to let go of today is FOMO. Ah, the fear of missing out. FOMO refers to the anxiety or unease we experience when we believe others are enjoying exciting or fulfilling experiences without us. It does not feel great, right? It often arises from the constant exposure to other social activities and highlights on social media, which can make us feel like we're missing out on all these important and enjoyable events. FOMO often leads to a variety of negative emotions such as envy or loneliness or dissatisfaction with our own lives. And I am very guilty of having experienced a ton of FOMO in my life, especially in my early 20s. I FOMO like showed up for me all the time. But here is the unpleasant truth. You will miss out. Just let me say that again. Inevitably, you will miss out on things. And that's okay. It's okay. Let's accept that. For the longest time now, I've had this quote um, tucked behind my car sun visors. So every time I pull those down, I am reminded of this truth. And it's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it says, For everything you have missed, you have gained something else. And for everything you gain, you lose something else. This quote has been my daily reminder that life is full of choices. And each choice we make comes with consequences and the potential to miss out on alternative paths or possibilities. And that is okay. The gift is to learn to focus on what you have gained and not what you have lost. Again, the gift is to learn to focus on what you have gained and not what you have lost. Take the time to identify and clarify your own values and priorities. Understand what truly matters to you and align your choices and activities accordingly. This can help you make intentional decisions and feel more content with missing out on things that don't align with your priorities because you will miss out. So practice boundary setting, focus on finding joy and fulfillment in the activities that truly matter to you because only by cultivating a rich life of your own, you will be able to quench that FOMO and ignore the highlight reels and soften into your own beautiful experience. Okay, so just to repeat, I want you to let go of three things. Stop saying shit all the time. It's You're just being mean to yourself. You're just bullying yourself with all the shits. Recognize all the beautiful movement that you are already doing. Stop punishing yourself with things that are supposed to nourish yourself. And accept that you will miss out and focus on what you are gaining. All right, I hope you were able to take something away from this episode. 
If you like what I do here, please share with some friends. Growth in a noisy world is quite hard, so it takes a community effort, and I'm very thankful for everyone who's been sharing about my podcast. Please reach out to me on Instagram, and let's talk about this episode. I am very curious to hear how it resonated. I feel like I'm taking a little bit of a risk um, with an episode like this versus just talking how to empty your kitchen drawers. So please um, get back to me and let me know what you think. Also, if you're wanting to hear more of my little wisdoms and inspirations, my book, Milk and Coffee Years, my motherhood memoir of prose and poetry is available through my webpage. I can link to it. And I hope you have a wonderful day or night, depending on when you're listening, and see if you can soften a bit. Until next week. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, let me know where you like to listen to my podcast, or write to me. And most importantly, tell all your friends about Milk and Coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith and subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage, www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey, and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?